welcome to another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Roger Padros, welcome to the Unicorns. Thank you, Justin. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Okay, you are the CEO and founder of Payday Deals, paydaydeals.com.au. Tell us about the business. So uh, the business actually started off in late 2017. Um, I guess at the time I was working for a digital marketing agency in Melbourne. Um, And I thought, you know, I wanted something a little bit bigger than what I was doing at the moment. And at the time I did have a a side project for another small e-commerce website selling beauty products um, to the Australian and international market. Um, And I guess I just wanted something a little bit bigger. Um, So I actually spent um, a year uh, before starting the business actually um, you know, building up a, a bit of savings um, so I can, I guess, spearhead the project correctly. Um, and without any other additional investment, I was um, able to start the business in 2017. Look, a little bit about payday deals. We sell everything from, you know, your, your furniture to kids' toys, um, makeup and beauty products, um, and just sort of a range of different products and household items that people might want in Australia. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been happening now since 2017 last six months we've sort of we've gone ahead and and really sort of dedicated an extra amount of time and effort to really sort of make sure that we're in a good position and then sort of you know we were very fortunate um, to have COVID happen and sort of you know the business has accelerated even more since then Um, but that's a little bit about about the business Um, my background is in marketing and and sort of um, you know I've I've had many many years consulting with other e-commerce businesses and um, actual just, you know, usual brick and mortar businesses in Australia and identifying a need for, um, I guess, a platform to provide customers with the best experiences is where sort of paid ad deals has been heading. Um, and that's our main objective is to, I guess, um, change the way people shop online and to provide them with the best sort of experience that they can, uh, they can have. So just with respect to COVID, because obviously that's, it's an unprecedented time um, in our history, where everyone has been essentially locked down, um, but is it your experience that during that time, e-commerce, and I think you can you can look around the world at what's happening, e-commerce products and businesses are actually booming because people are actually buying more. Yeah, I mean you're 100 um, percent obviously correct on that. With our experience here, we've seen a tremendous growth since COVID here. Um, a lot of people are spending more um, or, or probably just spending more online is um, is key here, obviously mm. being in a lockdown. Um, finally enough, you know, with some of our staff members, you know, I always ask them, you know, what, what does make someone sh- want to shop online? And um, it's a couple of different factors. Obviously, they do get a bit of a rush or uh, a bit of an excitement when they first are researching and buying a product. And, um, and for them, they also get a bit of a, a bit more excitement um, when the product sort of arrives. So since COVID has actually sort of taken over um, the Australian market, you know, people more and more want to still experience that, um, I guess, that excitement by, by shopping um, and having something yes. turn up at their door. And I think COVID has really sort of accelerated that process. Um, we've seen tremendous growth just as soon as sort of lockdowns happened. And we've continued to see steadier growth uh, even, you know, outside of uh, lockdown. So I think things have been going, uh, going very well. 
So obviously that's not the same for other bricks and mortar retail businesses who've done it very tough. They've had to close their doors and if they don't have an online presence, uh, are in serious strife. Yeah, I guess um, brick and mortar stores, I mean, now is probably the best time for them to actually reinvent themselves online and actually see how that they can continue to thrive online and have a you know, a good e-commerce websites if they're selling products or, you know, your brick and mortar, you know, businesses, see how they can sort of continue to work online. Um, so I guess what's happened is, is we've basically just accelerated the process in which eventually we were going to end up in and say, you know, five to 10 years time where more and more businesses are going to be online and accessible. And we're probably going to see a reduction in people actually going out or, you know, having to go to, you know, an office before they do meetings or and so forth. So, um, look, COVID has accelerated that process. And I think brick and mortar businesses can take this opportunity to sit back, redefine how they want to sort of provide that customer with their experience or their service um, and actually go out and, and achieve it and, and build their, um, their online presence for, for those customers. So when you first came up with the idea back in um, 2017, when you first began the business, did you have any idea of uh, what it might look like, say, in three years? So where we are, where we are today, is 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 the business anything like what you first envisaged it might be? Look, not at all. Um, my I actually my idea was that I was going to set up something where it was going to do most of the work for me. And I was going to sit back, you know, and travel the world and uh, do what I want to do, right? Have a good time. Yeah, basically, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to ground myself. I was sort of. I always wanted to sort of do a bit more traveling. I wanted to free up my time from the corporate world, where you know you sort of work in your nine to fives, or for, for most corporates nowadays, it's you know more, you know, your nine to eight o'clock at night, and um, with additional competition and, and threats of you know uh, better staffing and so forth. People are working longer hours to try to prove their worth within business. I wanted mm. to go the opposite. I wanted to sort of, you know, I wanted to gain my time back. And uh, one of the ways I wanted to do that was obviously to open up an online business where it can just work for me 24-7 and I can work on it partially, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we've… Uh, <laughs> good in theory. We, yeah, it was good in theory. We, um, unfortunately, you know, things have changed and um, we're, we're looking at things at a much greater um, capacity than what we're doing, um, or when we initially sort of started to do it. So um, yeah, so things have, have have grown quite quickly. Um, but yeah, look, the idea behind me setting this up was really to free up more of time, more of my time. But I've I've actually ended up doing quite the opposite, and um, I'm actually working on it more than ever and expanding the business as we continue. And tell us about the team that uh, that you work with. Is it um, do you have a lot of staff? Do you run things pretty lean? Obviously, hiring someone um, in a in a new business is a is a big step. Um, you've got to make sure that hiring decision is right. Give us give us a sense of um, how you run things. Yeah. So look at the beginning because I did bootstrap most of the sort of development um, of the business and the marketing and so forth. I had to use my own money, and it's quite frightening, right? Um, you know, not knowing what what's going to come around the corner because you can re- you can never really plan for how much money you will need with a business, and a business does uh, suck up a lot of money and and requires a lot of effort at the beginning. Um, so to begin the hiring process was, you know, I'd basically contract out uh, freelancers to do 
you know, copy or graphic design or development or integration on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've continued to grow in the last six months, we've actually um, hired, uh, you know, individuals in Melbourne, um, more so around our customer care, because that's one of our main unique selling propositions. Uh, yeah. But we've also ho- um, hired some additional staff around marketing, where I'll basically sit with them day to day, making sure they understand what sort of communication we want to provide to the end customer. Um, so, yes, it is risky. Uh, and the hiring process can be quite daunting. Uh, there's a lot of applications. Uh, the first sort of application we put out for a customer service role, we had over 2,500 applicants. Um, really? For one yeah, role? Absolutely, for one role. And that was right after COVID too. So mm. it, it quite quickly showed us, you know, some of the industries that weren't doing well, obviously travel. We got a lot of applicants from travel yep. industry. Yep. Um, and then we started to, nowadays we're actually seeing, uh, more recently actually, I'm seeing more applicants from like tire shops or automotive. So I can kind of understand what's kind of happening in the market. And we're seeing mm. like a, a decay of, you know, your brick and mortar stores happen as times get harder and harder. Um, so yeah, the hiring process, you've got to be very, very careful. I like to vet my uh, employees on a number of different aspects. Obviously, I bring in, I bring them in face to face once they sort of meet the criteria from an experience yes. point of view. Yep. And then literally, you know, I, I'd probably spend, you know, the first interview with them, I usually spend about an hour actually getting to know the person. Um, mm. So from that point, I actually really don't care too much about their experience, but I want to know, you know, why they come to work and what they do on the weekend and what their hobbies are, what interests do they have, what goals and ambitions do they, do they want to achieve. Um, and, you know, I spend that hour really getting to know an in-depth person because at the end of the day, this is someone they're going to be working with and that's someone who's going mm. to be looking after a portion of your business, right? So it's like, you know, um, you know, a business could be viewed as like, you know, you're a small child or a baby and you're about to give that to someone for them to take care of. Um, so it's, it's very, very interesting you say that. So you're hiring mm. not so much on skill but on attitude. Attitude, ethics, who they are as an individual and as a person. Is, is more so what I go by. Um, skills can be taught, Justin. Yes. Like, you know, it's, yes. you know, we're not, we're not going to be short of skills, right? Like, so customer care, you know, I need someone with empathy, right? Um, but they don't have to specifically come from, you know, another e-commerce business. They might just be in childcare. So my latest hire, um, she actually came from childcare, right? So you think, you know, what, what would a childcare uh, worker want to come do in customer care? Well, you know, they provide the nurturing ability right? And they can translate that to, to my customer in a digital sense or over the phone. So, you know, they're just expanding their skill set. And um, so that's, that's what I look for with those specific hires mm. is mm. that someone that can, that has the ability, right? Uh, it can show a little bit of the ability and then that's someone that we can actually mold. But I need to make sure that I've obviously got the right ethics and the right goals behind them and the right habits for them to, for me to be able to, I guess, train or or provide them with insights on how I would want uh, things to be done at Payday Deals. How granular can you get on tracking a customer's journey on the website from initially logging on to selecting a product, checking yep. out, going through the cart? Because obviously that that last little phase is where you're going to lose some customers where they have second thoughts. What, um, what insights can you give us on that, that customer journey from, from the website through to the checkout? 
Yeah, so we we track everything. Um, so we use analytical tools to track, you know, when the customer has first visited the website. Um, we're very fortunate enough to partner up with uh, Shopify. They're a, a CMS system. For, and they provide a, a lot of great insights and data that we can actually use to evolve our marketing plans or strategies on the websites to make sure that the customer has the best possible experience and for them to buy. So in terms of sort of data points, you know, I can actually, we can actually sort of find out their first visit and how long it took them or how many more visits it took for them to actually make a purchase. And we can work out which mediums that they've sort of visited us on. So being a digital uh, or an online uh, business, you know, we can track whether they come from Facebook, whether they come from search, um, whether they went directly to the website or whether they've actually just come from a banner that we might display on uh, any specific sort of news websites online, right? Um, mm. So by understanding that data and by sort of really looking at how many times it took for that customer to convert, we can then start to mold our marketing or change our strategies to ensure that we get more purchases or get a more favorable result from that customer. So we can work out the time of day, the day of the week, um, you know, we can work out the agenda. I can tell you right now that 72% of sales that occur on payday deals happen from uh, ha happen by a female, um, while you know the remainder happen by males. Right? Um, we okay. know that our biggest age group is between 24 to 34, followed by 34 to 45. Um, so we know who our target market is, and we can get very granular about the times of day that's probably best suited. For us to show them an ad or an, or an advertisement. So that intelligence then informs your marketing tactics. Correct. Yeah. So it, it leads um, our marketing tactics. So at, at the beginning, with with most businesses, you know, without having any data, you kind of just do what's best practiced, right? So you mm. kind of just have a blanket approach around what's probably going to work the best for you. Now, as you collect more data, and I guess what we've done in the last two years, we, we've got two years worth of data of orders which state orders which uh, product, what time of the day, the gender, the, you know, the days of the week. Um, so once we've had now a little bit more data to go off and something that's a little bit more concise, we can start making some, yeah, strategic marketing decisions on what we should do. Um, but, yeah, you know, that, that sort of doesn't happen until two to three years into a business. And do you think that's potentially a failure of some e-commerce businesses that they don't uh, perhaps truly understand the nature of the customer that they're dealing with and that customer journey through the website? Uh, yeah, so look, there's, there's a couple of points that I, I usually mention around that. Um, so business owners, they generally have, you know, a great product, but they, A, probably don't know how to market it or, or mm -hmm. who their true customer is, right? Um, so it's it's a bit of a hard tactic for you to sort of identify that it takes a lot of obviously research prior to you developing the product. But once you go to market, you need to constantly evolve the product to find that target market that's going to be best suited for your product. Um, but most e-commerce businesses, they kind of, you know, once again, they continue just to, to you know, provide a blanket approach on their customer service, their marketing, their communications. And that blanket approach doesn't really appeal they try to appeal to too many people, but doesn't actually really appeal to who this segment is, right? Mm. That's the sort of sh shortest answer that I can give you is they, they're probably too wide in their audience or their communication. They're, they're trying to capture a, a bigger basket and not actually honing in on who their true customer is.
Um, so it's yeah. a bit of a bit of a scattergun shotgun approach when there's no real intelligence behind the the strategy. No, they, they they kind of sort of just go to market and they see what kind of works, and then they you know they hope for the best. Um, you know, from my experience and what I've seen, honing in on that specific target market that really likes that product, and using you know specific words and terms and educational information, um, how-to videos to appeal to that community is probably best suited. And once again, it's a good word that we've just used community because most of them just want to sell a product, right? Um, mm. And the real successful businesses or e-commerce businesses, they actually sell an experience or they provide a thrill or an excitement. So rather than actually marketing a product, they market a, a, an experience in itself. So understanding that unique mix will sort of allow businesses to really work out what they need to do or how they want to position their brand. Um, it's not always price driven. Um, it's not always quality driven. It could be the fact that, you know, they've got a customer care team here in Melbourne they can speak to any time of the day, right? Um, so understanding what that customer really wants is, is definitely valuable. And I think um, e-commerce business owners are really missing out by not really going into the data and understanding, you know, who your customer really is, you know, where they're buying from, the reasons why they're buying in the first place. Um, and by, you know, understanding that, you can change the dynamic of how your business runs. You can change your communication. You can change your marketing. You can change their experience on your website. You can change the email that they get after they purchase, right? You can change how their packaging arrives, right? So, you yeah. know, one of, yeah. one of the main, um, one, of the, one of the biggest things that we've noticed recently is, you know, there's a huge concern around, um, the uh, packaging in which a product arrives. People are very envir environmentally conscious. So, okay. no, so what what is a, what are businesses doing at the moment to appeal to those who are a bit more environmentally conscious, right? And want you know recyclable packaging. So these are just a number of series of things that you can look at within a business. But for a business to really work, you need you need all, everything to come together, right? So so does. Does payday deals actually hold the inventory or you're just the website is, is more of a, a marketplace or a gateway to the deals? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. So we, we actually partner with Australian suppliers of products. Um, so at the moment, we've got about 30,000 products on our websites. Um, and we partner with them. We don't hold any inventory and we basically provide a vehicle, which is a marketplace, for those sales to occur on our website. Um, so our, our biggest sort of unique selling proposition is probably helping Aussie, um, you know, suppliers actually get their product out there on a massive scale, right? And, uh, and for them to be able to do that. So you're not Amazon just yet. Not not quite yet. No, <laughs> but uh, you know, we we aim to uh, to penetrate that market very soon. Okay. So if there's people out there listening that want to sell their product on payday deals, what do they do? They, look, um, as we've continued to grow and we've had a, a large amount of suppliers all around Australia actually now reach out to us and say, hey, can you sell our products? So we go through um, a quality assurance sort of process to begin and okay. we understand what, what they're providing and what their products are like. And, you know, if they're successful, they just reach out and then we generally sort of do an integration where it's um, where we get live um, inventory information on a day-by-day -day basis to make sure we've got you know, uh, quality products in stock and available for customers to buy. And we also need to ensure that the product is is well vetted. So it's um, it's a bit of a process. But, yeah, if you want to become a supplier, uh, send us an email. 
uh, reach out to us and uh, one of my team members will, will bring it across my desk and we'll see what we can do. Give us a sense, Roger, of buy now, pay later and how uh, those operators interact with your site. Yeah, so the, the buy now, pay later uh, payment methods were actually used in the infancy stages of payday deals to really accelerate its growth. Um, we found that very quickly that obviously Afterpay and, and a few other um, buy now, pay later merchants um, provided a really unique selling proposition. And so we now actually utilize four buy now, pay later um, merchants. Four. Mm. So we use four. Um, the reason why we use four and provide that customer um, those options is because everyone's circumstances are different, right? So people yeah. budget differently. People get paid fortnightly, monthly, weekly, however it is. And um, different buy now, pay later methods provide an option for them to pay weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, right? And, and those installments can be broken down however way they sort of want it. Yeah. Um, so we provide them with four different options. They provide unique uh, solutions for hopefully to appeal to the majority of the customers that come to the website. Um, in real time, we actually provide each customer um, with the breakdown of what their payments will look like on each product page. So quite quickly, customers can actually make a buying decision by just looking at um, Afterpay right underneath the product um, information on the website. They can see, you know, Afterpay is going to be, you know, four, uh, four installments of $29, you know, or for example, uh, ZipPay is going to be, um, you know, weekly payments of $10 or more. Right, so that quite quickly they can evaluate whether they can afford something, and it also enables them to buy a higher priced item that they probably mm -hmm. can't afford to buy in store, or you know they don't want to pay any credit card fees and so forth. Usually, if you meet all your requirements with buy now pay later merchants, um, there are no fees, right? So the consumer doesn't yeah. actually pay anything yeah. at all, and they get their products the next day. So if they make an yeah. order today, their the order goes out, and and they have the opportunity to you know obviously pay back over the next sort of few months. So it's, you know, allowing customers who are probably a bit more tighter on budget to be able to afford bigger priced items for their day-to-day -day living um, and needs. Would you say that's one of the biggest shifts in e the e-commerce market in recent years, the fact that uh, buy now, pay later is now an option? It's, it's been a huge shift. It's, um, it's definitely helping a lot of individuals and specifically here in Australia, actually it's done very, very well. Um, there's a big shift. If, if businesses aren't including buy now, pay later um, payment options for their customers, they're going to be missing out on sales and uh, and revenue, right? Um, mm -hmm. People want the option. Even though they might not use it, people still want the option. The more options you can provide them, the more um, the more people will spend. On payday deals, I'll give you some rough statistics. Over 50% of our sales come through buy now, pay later payment options, right? So that really sort of shows a huge growth. And as time has been going on, we've seen a continuous increase in customers using buy now, pay later. And that's probably not because they can't afford it, but it's probably because they want to be able to budget a little bit better. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so it's not more so of an affordability. It's the, the option is there and, I'm, and they're not paying any interest, so why not use it? It's like, um, it's like your olden day credit cards, right? Um, you can buy whatever you want. You pay no interest, unlike other credit cards. And so and you get everything today. You know what? What better could you? What better could you get? So obviously, um, payday deals has grown quickly over the last, um, certainly over the last twelve months. Um, let's let's fast forward um, to say next year or the next couple of years. What's what's the outlook for payday deals? 
Yeah, it's actually quite exciting at the moment. We've uh, we've got some big opportunities, and we're partnering up with some big Aussie brands. Um, so that will be on the on the website very very soon. Um, we're looking to hold close to a million uh, SKUs on our website. At the moment, we're sitting at thirty thousand. So it's going to be a huge jump in the next twelve months. Mm. Um, and we're looking to sort of really grow and, and sort of target um, you know more and more uh, conscious buyers or buyers who are looking to I guess snap up a good deal on a product and they don't want to pay sort of, you know, usual retail prices. So we're looking we're looking for some tremendous growth and um, we've already secured some really great partnerships and now it's just a matter of time before they go live on our website. Given that the business has been bootstrapped uh, from inception, uh, are you weighing up options as to what's next in terms of um, funding the enterprise, whether you dip into your savings again or you do a capital raise or what's what's the plan? Uh, the plan is to is to continue um, sort of operating with its, you know, obviously everything that it, it provides in terms of revenue. We're not, I guess at the moment, like things change, Justin. It's, it's very hard for us to mm. predict yep. what's going to happen, Ryan. I'm not going to hold growth. you to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're, 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 hoping, we're hoping we continue the working um, obviously with our own funds. For now, uh, with the option, obviously, to, to yeah. seek some funding once we've um, really sort of cemented our place in Australia, um, we'll probably be looking at some funding probably to expand overseas. And yes, at that point, we will need obviously some probably more resources and we're probably looking at yes. um, raising it capital um, at that time. So so finally, what, what is your advice to other people who might be interested in perhaps starting their own e-commerce business give us some insights in, in into some of the things they need to be thinking about yeah um what they need to be thinking about is um what can they do that's probably better than what's already out there right now better can mean a number of different ways and if they can achieve better then they can they should certainly obviously set up a website and and put their products online um you might they can provide a, a better priced item, a better quality item, an item dedicated towards a specific niche or target audience. Um, what they really need to do is they, they just need to get started. That's my biggest piece of advice. Stop thinking about it and let's get started. I, I have this saying here, even amongst um, the employees and so forth, you know, if we're, if we're not making mistakes, then we're not actually working quick enough, right? Or we're not, we're not moving fast enough. So get things up. Um, get things moving, start creating, don't dwell on your logo and how it looks, you know, pick a domain name and just, just get started, get, get things, get things proven, um, you know, generate your first sale, find out what's going on, speak to your customers, work out what you can do better and just move forward. Always change and adapt to what's happening in the, in the environment. Um, but yeah, sort of my biggest advice is, is, you know, get some thoughts together around what you want to do right? And actually just go out and do it. Stop talking about it and just go and do it. That's great advice. Roger Tadros, CEO and founder of Payday Deals. Thank you so much for joining us on the Unicorns today. Thank you, Justin. It's, it's been good being here.